Welcome to the Bike Portland podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Moss. In this episode, we hear from Oregon State Representative Colin Pham. Rep Pham was just elected to office back in November and represents House District 46, which stretches from Interstate 84 in Portland to Mount Scott and from about Laurelhurst Park to just east of I-205. She's garnered several headlines on Bike Portland recently. Uh, you might recall her leadership uh, in calling on the state of Oregon to invest more funding into 82nd Avenue and to hasten that uh, transfer from the state over to city jurisdiction. Rep Pham lives just off 82nd in the Jade District, and she brings a lot of personal understanding and urgency around 82nd Avenue's many problems to her job as a legislator. Known primarily for her work as an environmental justice organizer, Rep Pham is becoming a leader on the transportation front as well. It's just the latest sign of how the tremendous challenge of fighting climate change is creating broader coalitions of activists that are starting to connect the dots between the environment, social justice, energy use, and Oregon's largest source of greenhouse gases, transportation. On Wednesday, Rep Pham spoke at a protest of youth climate activists who've been rallying in front of the Oregon Department of Transportation headquarters in downtown Portland uh, since about April, so for about five months now. Through her mask, which was, uh, I gotta say, emblazoned with a, a really nice little embroidery of uh, a, someone riding a bike and the words Vietnam, which is uh, in, in honor of her home country, uh, Rep Pham gave a rousing speech, and then she was nice enough to take a few minutes afterwards to answer a few of my questions. So first you'll hear that speech, uh, which I've edited a bit for clarity, and then you'll hear our short interview. I think of all of us who are paying attention right now and and scared and heartbroken at what's happening around the country and in the world. And when I look here, in my home here in Oregon, I really see the human cost of, of climate change. I see communities who are losing their neighbors and homes from wildfires in Southern Oregon and the San Ian Valley, people losing loved ones in the heat wave, which are unprecedented, and whole economies that are being devastated by the droughts, by the fires, whole ways of life that are being lost, traditions on tribal lands and in farming communities across the state. These disasters aren't the new climate normal. The climate I grew up in 20 years ago doesn't exist anymore. And we have to face the reality that it's not coming back and that these disasters that people say are once in a millennia are now what we have to get prepared for each and every year. But you know what gives me hope? It's coming to organizing like this, actions like this. Being around people who are coming together and not staying in isolation, but they're actually organizing to take action and fight back. Because we can't let our grief and heartbreak paralyze us. We have to use that to fuel us, to take action, do what y'all are doing now, to talk, to speak truth to power. And that includes me. I know I was, it includes talking truth, speaking truth, to elected officials like me and, and agencies across the state whose decisions are having an impact on your lives and your future. As a member now of the state legislature, I also bear responsibility for our state's transportation system. And I'm elected to work alongside leaders at ODOT, and I'm a part of this institution. And I see that ODOT has a critical role to play in this transition. The community is watching our decisions. And we know that our budget is a reflection of our values. 
So we need to make sure that we're investing in a transportation system that values, that allows us to meet all of our needs, from mobility and access to climate and public health goals. Oregon is home to many different communities with different needs and expectations, but what we should all be able to agree on is that transportation should connect us to the things that will help us thrive. And we all want, no matter where we live in Oregon, we all want a stable climate. Because we see, this summer has made so clear that climate change is devastating all of our communities. And if we want to protect our communities, the status quo cannot hold, and we must change course collectively as a state. All right, so I am also riding high on our recent victories, right? Our recent victories against the Zenith Oil Terminal and the passage of not one, but three Oregon Clean Energy Opportunity Bills this past legislative session. These are all signs of a growing movement, of our gro the power of our, the growing power of our movement to demand serious climate action. Oregon's transportation sector accounts for 40% of the state's greenhouse gas emissions. So serious climate action means serious transportation action as well. We need a transportation system that is visionary and responsive to community needs. And I believe that ODOT can get there. Well, we have to make it, right? Um, so, I know that community groups working with state and city governments can come together to work out solutions to intractable problems and make some big shifts. I know it because I've seen it. This past year, I saw us do that. Community groups pushing for years, city and state governments to, make, to bring jurisdictional transfer and funds needed to transfer 82nd Avenue over to the city. That took over a decade of work, but I've seen it happen and it's gonna have to happen faster and more clarity of the climate crisis we face. I know it's hard, but it's possible. And it's, it's not without work and uh, definitely strong advocacy and organizing like what y'all are doing here, but I've seen it happen. And so I wanna encourage you to really see this, this, see this vision for our state's transportation system. You all are fighting for our future, both your future, all of our futures. And I am committing to you now as a legislature that I'm going to listen to you and work with you as a state legislature to make sure that your voices are heard. And not just heard, but I'm gonna make sure that you're at the decision-making table, crafting the policy solutions to make sure that for on the issues that directly impact your life and your future. That's my commitment to you as a state legislator. So I'm mostly here to listen to y'all today. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for inviting me and I look forward to continuing this dialogue. Representative Pham, think we could talk just for a sec? Okay, th thanks. What are you going to take away from this event? Uh, I'm taking away inspiration. Um, you know, these are young people who are just self-organizing. And like I said, this is really giving me a lot of inspiration amidst a lot of really devastating news right now in the world. Um, I think what I draw hope from is, is seeing people, young people coming together and like putting forth their vision and making demands about the world that they, they deserve. Now, like more specifically, you called for uh, serious transportation action, you know, like in a tweet and now today. Um, can you give me an example of like what that means? I mean, we're here in front of ODOT. Is there a specific thing that you think that could apply to ODOT? We should make sure that we're any 
major transportation capital projects needs to have a climate analysis, needs to have a, we need to have an understanding of the impact on vehicle miles traveled as well, or greenhouse gas emissions. So sort of on that note, um, I think one of the things I've heard you talk about, or you know, we're going to have you know billions, at least a billion maybe, coming down from the White House, from the Biden administration, into you know this pot that you probably know is called highway funding. Um, and I think there's some concern about you know what the pots are for, let's say, transit, or the pots are for bicycling and walking. Do you think there's a chance, or will you be able to do something at the legislature around maybe changing the rules of that highway funding pot so that we can spend some of it for transit, bike, and walk projects? Absolutely. I think we definitely need to make sure that our funding ratios and proportions reflect our values. And so we, we know that one in three or one in four Oregonians don't have access to a car. They can't drive. They can't afford it for whatever reason. And we need to make sure our transportation system, that we're investing just as much in, in people who, who don't necessarily, aren't able to drive, but they still have a right to be able to go to where they need to go and access opportunities. Another thing, sort of keeping it to ODOT, um, you know, a lot of the energy for this rally here is based around the I-5 Rose Quarter project, and I wonder if you could share, you know, what your feelings are on that project. Do you support it? Are you in opposition to it? Or have you have you been involved with it at all? You know, the, specifically the I-5 one, I haven't as much because it's not, yeah, I, I just know that it's complex, and so I haven't delved deeply into it yet. Sorry. And is there, um, let's see, oh, I just want to ask you something. Uh, did you, were you aware of Metro Councilor Juan uh, uh, Carlos Gonzalez's um, statement about no longer supporting any fossil fuel projects, sort of highway projects, unless ODOT can commit to funding orphan highways like 82nd or TV Highway. Is that a commitment that you'd be willing to make as well? Yes, absolutely. I think that we need to make sure our funding decisions reflect our values and that orphan highways are where so many people, particularly in my community, 82nd Avenue, um, low-income communities, BIPOC communities depend on, and we need to make sure that we're making proportionate investments, equitable investments. Great, thanks. One last question. Um, so sort of on that note, um, there was a bill in the legislature this year, um, House Bill 3055, which a lot of people at this rally and elsewhere, you know, really were concerned about calling in a blank check for ODOT and a slush fund for highway building. If I'm not mistaken, you voted for that. Can you help us understand why you supported that bill? Um, I can tell you, but I don't know if I have a good answer. In hindsight, I, you know, I think that there was a lot of things going on during that session, and in hindsight, I think I might reconsider that vote. Great. Thanks for, thanks for chatting today. I appreciate it. Thank you. That was Oregon State Representative Con Pham speaking at ODOT headquarters in downtown Portland. She's a promising new champion for transportation reform, and I have a feeling we'll be following her career very closely in the coming months and years. Thanks to all our subscribers and supporters who make Bike Portland possible. If you like this episode, please leave a review so other people can find it more easily and make sure to subscribe via Apple, Google, Spotify, and any other platform you listen to your podcasts on. Until next time, see you out on the streets and thanks for listening.